You're listening to Wake Up Creatives, the JSL Creatives podcast, episode number four. Today, we're going to be talking to Emily Carroll of Emily Carroll Healthy Living, and she's going to be telling us her experience about what to expect when you first become an entrepreneur. Take it away. Wake Up Creatives, we're here to help small businesses think big. We're your source of entrepreneurial inspiration and real talk about running a modern small business. Feel frustrated at the lack of resources for startups? We're here to answer all your questions about what it takes to get your business off the ground, using social media as a tool and inspiring you not to give up along the way. You'll hear stories and practical advice from different talented entrepreneurs to help you to keep working towards your goals. We cover everything from networking tips to starting your own website. This is the JSL Podcast. Grab your coffee and let's grow. What's up, creatives? It's Janelle. Uh, Today I am here with Emily Carroll, aspiring entrepreneur, renaissance woman, and Emily is a personal chef focusing on meal preparation with Emily Carroll Healthy Living. Uh, Today we're going to be talking with her about uh, real things you'll encounter when you first become an entrepreneur. Uh, Tell us about yourself, Emily. Hi, thanks everyone. Um, So currently I'm a full-time graduate student and the owner of Emily Carroll Healthy Living. I started this business because I no longer had time to work a full job full-time job yeah oh okay yeah I think a lot of people are having that issue right now and they're so caught up with their regular jobs that they don't have time to make a life so I think that's very common right now a lot of people are trying to become entrepreneurs or do like a side gig to hustle and and try to change that so they don't have to work a full-time nine-to-five because it's more like 50 to 60 hours if you're really doing that so it really is it's it's hard to have that work-life balance right Um, So entrepreneurship is something that I'm really passionate about, and I know you are too, but you have a lot of ideas, right? Like you are not just doing Emily Carroll Healthy Living, you have ideas for like websites and like lifestyle brands. So tell me a little bit about that. Um, So I really have this concept that I'm trying to push myself in its promoting lifelong health and happiness in all aspects of your life, not just work or food or anything it's really you have to have the overall picture encompassed so your whole whole life like a balance there that's really smart because actually the wellness industry is skyrocketing right now like it's like a multi-billion dollar industry and people are really into that so I think it's the perfect time to do something like that it really is it really is and what do you do for your clients like What do you do for them specifically, the ones that you meal prep for? So I work with a lot of people that already are communicating back and forth with nutritionists and have nutritional plans. And we work together to make food fast for them and healthy Mm -hmm. with a lot of flavor, focusing on a lot of flavor because everyone before has seen the meal preps where it is bland chicken and broccoli. And we, (laughs) we focus on doing a 180 from that and really focus on the flavor lots of fresh herbs and flavors i've seen your recipes and pictures of your food and it all looks so good so i think your clients are always really happy with that and it's nice to have that personal touch i think because i know they have a lot of those like meal preps where they'll send you like ingredients or whatever but it's not as customized and you might not like it and it's just kind of a chance so i think that's really great when you first started that you know, what problems did you encounter? Was it like challenging? Are you trying to scale it? Are you trying to keep it as it is? Because I think you're really popular, right? And people want to continue to like book you. Yeah. So one of the biggest problems I have had is people call me constantly and I'm not able to keep up with the demand. Oh, yeah. Um, Which also makes you look bad when you're um, trying to grow your business because you Mm. have to turn down clients. 
that's that's hard and then at, at that point you kind of think like okay should I how am I gonna grow this if I want to grow it do I need to hire more people like is what's even possible right now exactly. that's challenging yeah that's that's hard so we're actually losing our photographer Sarah she's not going to be here as much anymore she's moving to Texas so now we're thinking like okay are we going to have to take up you know some photography and take that over are we going to have to like look for another person to contract out like what should we do? And it, it's just, there's no template. There's no like set plan. You don't really know what's going to work until you kind of try because entrepreneurship is very like. It's a lot of flying by the seat of exactly. your pants. Exactly. It's like, there's no rule book for this. Like you kind of just have to roll with the punches. So it's not for everyone. You know, it's, it's, it can be a little challenging, but if you're good with going with the flow, then it might be for you. <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> So I wanted to talk about one of my favorite quotes, and I'm not, I can't even remember who said it, but maybe you'll know because you you like to read and you like quotes too, right? I do. Um, excellence is not an act, but a habit. Do you think that's something that you try to practice in like your daily life? Um, I think part of the concept or process of becoming an entrepreneur is really understanding that you're not just creating a business, you're becoming a community leader. Mm -hmm. Because people look up to you, even though a lot of times people will make fun of you because they think you don't have a real job. I think they just don't understand it. Yeah, right? they just They're like, don't what know the hell do you on. do all day? Like, um, you don't have a real job. Get the people are very uncomfortable with the idea of entrepreneurship, I think, if they're if they were raised, like, just yeah, to get a nine-to-five. it's quite scary um, because you just don't have someone giving you that regimen and you start having the regimen as soon as you're a kid. You know, you go to school every day. That's true. And then you go to work every day. And once you have that freedom, you, for a while, end up being and thinking, oh, my gosh, what am I doing with myself? <laughs> like, I'm sitting here twiddling my thumbs, but I'm kind of broke right now, so I have to put some effort into it. Right. So, I think that really puts a fire under your ass if, it you're, does. if you're the only one that's like paying your bills and you don't have like a, a safety net. It does. Yeah, I agree. I think that's really critical. And for me, yeah, definitely the threat of like, oh, I'm not going to be able to pay my bills unless I get out there and hustle and make this entrepreneurship thing happen. Like that's definitely a great motivator. It really is. <laughs> I mean, there are points when you're like, I really want to eat next week, so I probably need to start working really hard Right. Today. I really want to be able to keep my car, so I guess I should get out there and offer my services to people. Yes. <laughs> oh. So let's talk about family support. I know you said that that's something that um, it can be really challenging if your family doesn't understand what you're doing or, you know, friends are not sure, like, what you really do. And another thing is it can be really lonely to be an entrepreneur because it's something that is still kind of outside of what society nor considers to be, like, the normal track of things. Um, you know, so you don't have a normal job. All your friends are working 9 to 5. They might be too tired to go out with you or, like, during the day you're just working from your home or, you know, a, work, a shared workspace. Yeah. And that can be something that, you know, if you don't have – a team of people that you're developing your business with, it can be kind of lonely. So let's talk about the lack of support that entrepreneurs face. Um, so I would say that's probably one of the morals of today's story that we should really focus on um, is the sense of community with entrepreneurship because even though your peers probably have a completely different business from you, mm -hmm. you can still use their knowledge and get knowledge and bounce back 
between each other, uh, back and forth, um, the concepts of your business or, you know, everyone has social media issues. Mm -hmm. So, um, and when you're really running a business, you don't have time to do that. So that's where talking to someone like Janelle and her team would come into play. So it's really good to know a large quantity of people with different backgrounds when That's you are so true. an entrepreneur. I have found that too. So even if people are not doing exactly what you're doing, they're probably still running into similar issues trying to run and grow their business. So it's good to just see what other people are using as far as like apps and tools that will help you. And, and maybe they're going to different communities of people where you can like get new clients or whatever the case may be. So yeah, definitely if you're an entrepreneur, finding a good set of people to surround yourself with is is key to your success because you can't grow in a bubble right you can't grow in a vacuum no no so important and and that's another thing I always tell people find people who are on the same level as you and then find people who are not on the same level as you and they're ahead of you in some way ahead of you yes you never want to be the smartest person in a room right you want to surround yourself with people who are going to help you grow and like expand your mind it's true and it goes against everything that society teaches you until you become an adult, you know, because you, in school, you want to be the smartest person in the room, or at least you think you do, or at least that's what you're told you should do. Yeah, that's true. I just, I think a lot of what society teaches us is pretty wacky, and I I wish they would teach entrepreneurship skills, you know, in school. That that would be nice. It would be nice. They they need to implement that into their curriculum. Um, yeah, so this is exciting. I, I like I like to know that other people that I know are trying to grow their business and, and you're getting an MBA right now, right? I am. Yeah. That's exciting. What what is that gonna be in? So it's um a concentration in digital marketing, but it would be from the other aspect with a lot of analytics and population studies. Oh, um, because my background is in science. And I worked in um, mycology and microbiology for several years before this. Oh, yeah, that's really great. I think it's interesting when people um, have a degree in something and they're not like particularly using it in their in the field that they're trying to get into. But I still think education is really important. Like, wasn't it a good experience for you? Like, I had a great experience in college. I would say definitely, and I would say also the best part about working as a scientist in the field was being able to listen to and consume as much information as possible via audiobooks about oh. business the whole time I was working. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so it you really can just find a niche and focus on learning anything that you need to um, a little bit at a time. A little bit at a time, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I find podcasts to be, like, really valuable. I mean, just you can listen to that and just be consuming valuable information just going through your everyday life, which is really great. Like, I put podcasts on while I'm washing the dishes or, you know, take going for a walk in the park with my dog. It's it's great. You're, you can be learning all the time. And for that, like, I'm really grateful to all the technology that we have access to because without that, I would not have been able to start my business, have a website, and do all the things I'm doing now without people, you know, having contributed to all these different platforms or I was able to learn things. So I think it's really great that we have access to that because it means that we can start and grow our own businesses with as much ease as possible. That's so true. And to my science roots, I <laughs> really have to bring this guy up. Um, so one of my favorite inspirations in my life is Einstein 
And I'm sure everyone's heard of him because, you know, he's, he's like famous. the poster child <laughs> of nerdy people. And he was so unconventional, right? He was. For his time. He was. And so he made a difference and it didn't matter what happened or how he got there um, because he used to work in a patent office and would write his equations down and work on all of on his, his work, other things right? yeah. while he was there. And now today he's one of the well-known, most well-known scientists on the planet. That's so true. So he stayed, like, he stayed true to his vision. Like, it didn't matter that he was working in a patent office. He was still learning as much as he could and, like, doing his own thing. So I, I think So be like really Einstein. Great. Be like Einstein. Exactly. <laughs> Don't listen to what other people are telling you. Just, like, pursue your passions, right? Definitely. Um, you know, and none of us are exactly where we want to be right now either. We just have to keep working towards that goal you see in your mind. Yes, that's so important. I think you you really need to wake up and be excited about what you're trying to do and hold your vision in your mind every single day and you're going to get there eventually, but you have to be like obsessed with it. Yes, most definitely. I mean, if if first you don't succeed or the first 100 times or it takes you 5 years longer than you thought it might, that doesn't matter because you know, you're either an entrepreneur or you're not. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. And I think trial and error is something that if you're an entrepreneur, you can't be afraid to fail because you're going to mess up at some point, you know, but you just can't let that stop you. I think that's really important, like tenacity yes. and perseverance. And you have to be really resilient. And I think another thing, and this is what I learned in sales, you can't be, you can't take rejection personally. You really just have to let it roll off your back because you're going to get so many no's, but then eventually someone's going to tell you, like, yes, I do want to work with you. You just can't be afraid of that. Yeah, um, and even another sales technique that I've heard is go for the no and try to collect as many no's as you possibly can in a day because inevitably, statistically, you will get more yeses oh, the yeah. more no's it's you go true. for. It's a numbers game. You really want to just get you want to pursue those leads or whoever you're trying to convert to a sale as much as possible. And then eventually you're going to get a guess. It's just a numbers game. It really is. Yeah. So we're actually going to be doing probably launching um, a sales course specifically for entrepreneurs um, in the future. It'll probably be like a webinar and people will be able to log on and see how to um, convert a lead to a sale because a lot of people don't have a sales background. And I really want to help people um, be able to do that successfully, get over the fear of rejection, all that stuff. It's really important. You kind of have to brainwash yourself like when it you're really, learning it. It really <laughs> is scary to just cold it can be. sell to someone oh, yeah. when you don't know if they're really open to it or not. It's true. You have to have a lot of self-confidence, and I think that can take a while to build. And it's not just like a one-step, oh, just do this simple thing. It's like something you have to nurture in like all these different areas of your life, and then it translates to business, which is why... It's so important as an entrepreneur to take really good care of yourself. It is. Self-care, right? It is, yes. You can't drain yourself. No, you cannot. <laughs> you cannot pour from an empty cup, as they say. You cannot, because then you end up getting absolutely nothing done. Yeah, it's so true. I do my best work when I feel like I've taken super good care of myself. Go to the spa, read a book, you know, indulge in like a trashy show. I really, it's so dumb, but you have to do these little things that, that fill you up. Definitely. Yes, for sure. Uh, so has your family been supportive of you, would you say, in, in what you're trying to do, or do they not understand? 
Well, I will say that my family is always very supportive of me. However, however, (laughs) it's kind of like a double-edged sword because they're afraid for you. Oh, sure. It's more of like a place of a concern. Yes. So they'll, and I've found this to be true for all entrepreneurs, um, for the most part, unless their family is very entrepreneur-centric and they already do this in business. Um, they will tell you, do not do that. You need to get a job with a pension. For security, right? For like security. they want you to be like set and have a stable income in life. I, I guess they're coming from a good place, but they don't understand like your inner drive if you're really an entrepreneur and you're passionate about your business. No, and it, it is scary. And one of the hardest and biggest hurdles you ever face as an entrepreneur is ignoring your gut feeling you get after, you know, your mom looks you in the eye and says, (laughs) you will never be able to eat food again and you're probably going to starve to death and you're not going to have a house. But you you cannot listen to that. Yeah. Yeah. And and they always say, oh, well, you can always move back home. That is not an option for me. I don't know if that's an option. If that's an option for you, I feel like you might use that as like a crutch. So it might even be better for people who have not as much support because then they're like, I'm going to make it on my own no matter what. And I don't have a backup plan. So this has to work. I don't know. For me, it's definitely not a crutch. It's like an, oh my gosh, if I have yes. to live at home again, exactly. I what don't am do I going to do? That's why like, it's not an option for me. I'm like, I will, you know, I don't care where I have to live. I have a tent in my car just in case, you know. <laughs> don't worry, Emily. I'm sure you're not going to have to live in a tent. It's going to be really good. Only for the weekend. Only for the weekend. We, yeah. should, we actually should go camping sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, I think um, I think overall it can be a little different than what people are used to. It can be a little scary, but it's also really exciting. And chemically in your brain, I've heard that fear and excitement are like the same thing. So if you're nervous or if you're excited, it's chemically the same thing. It's just perception, how you think of it. Like if you're excited by what you're doing, it's okay to be a little scared. Like that's where the growth happens, I think. Yeah. And it's all about, you know, I like to use the word courage because it's Mm -hmm. doing it even though you are afraid. Yes. You just kind of go for it. You have to go for it. You may be scared half to death. But you put on a smile and keep going forward. Go for it anyway. You know, you got to climb the mountain. Yes, exactly. I love that. Well, Emily, thank you so much. It was a pleasure having you. Um, Is there anything else we should touch on before we say goodbye? (laughs) Um, I would say one thing quickly. The word aspiring. You know, no one is an aspiring entrepreneur. You either are or you aren't. So don't put so much pressure on yourself. That's true. You don't need to be um, super successful right away. Emily, where can we find you uh, on social media? Currently, I'm only on Facebook because I do not want to advertise too much yet. That um, can be an issue. You don't want people to be flooding you if you're not ready to scale your <laughs> the business that you're currently doing. So just Facebook. Yes, I'm on Facebook and my sign is at Emily Carroll Healthy Living. Oh, yes. Your Instagram is poppin I have to say so follow Emily on Facebook and Instagram Emily Carol Healthy Living and thank you for joining us thanks for listening to the JSL Creatives Podcast we hope you learned something new today and you're inspired to keep working towards your goals until next time